What's up? Welcome back to Political Ramble. This is your host, Cyrus King. On this podcast episode, I'm going to talk about a slight ramble, slight ramble. I'm going to talk about Joe Rogan and Bernie Sanders. And about 12, about 10 days ago, Joe Rogan endorsed Bernie Sanders on the, sh- on the show. He basically said if he had to vote for somebody, it would be Bernie Sanders. And Bernie Sanders then put a clip, copied the clip of that and reposted it. And when he reposted it, political Twitter, especially left political Twitter, went crazy. Right. And it was comical because then when the left went crazy, it was uh, basically why would Bernie endorse a transphobe racist? Some people looked at that and said, huh? Joe Rogan has the biggest political podcast in the world. But no, not political. Biggest podcast in the world. He, has, he represents a whole audience that you get them on the Bernie Sanders train. This is a great thing. So it became this debate. And I was watching it. I was basically saying this is exactly why I've been saying for a while. The left will does not know how to win elections. And it just proves it time and time again. And... The thing that I find funny about it is that when I'm saying it, I'm not saying it to be mean. I'm not saying it because I want the right to win, but it's obvious because the left doesn't realize that when you look at the left and you look at the right, the left's coalition is more in flux. What I mean by the left's coalition is more in flux. It just means that do you gonna have people? Okay, what is what, what's the left's coalition? Minority groups, white liberals who are affluent, right? Usually in the coastal areas. Um, uh, I said minority groups, so I'm including Native Americans, Muslims, or you know people from Middle East, blacks, Hispanics, etc. Right? Feminists, women tends to be young people as well. Right. So you have all these different groups. Right. And you have obviously the LGTB community. Right. And that's where the trans will be. Or people who consider themselves transsexual. Now, here's the thing. The racist stuff came more from Joe having people on his show that can be perceived as maybe racist. And then eventually, like a few days later, I mean, this has been something that's been known, but you know, they're going to pull out all stops when it comes to Bernie Sanders. Now they have a clip of Joe Rogan, you know, there was a clip of Joe Rogan going to all like see Planet of the Apes. Well, they, well, I don't know if it was Planet of the Apes. He was going to see a movie in a black neighborhood and it was mostly black people. And he said, it's like Planet of the Apes. Now, so they, they, you know, that came later on though. Now it's funny. That was kind of released by Alex Jones when him and Joe Rogan had a um, a conflict about a year or two ago. So it's not like they didn't know about this, but they only use it when they when they need to, right? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is like, well, that's why I said the left doesn't know how to win an election. They don't even know what their coalition is. Okay, so they have Muslims in the coalition, right? The racist stuff is. I mean, and that's not really primarily what they were really critiquing Joe Rogan is, is sometimes he has guests who could be racist, but more his statements of the trans community, right? Transsex, trans, trans athletes. There's people in the left coalition who might agree with Joe Rogan. This is not me saying that's right. This is just this is just me being honest. There's people in the left coalition 
You're going to tell me like when when proposition when when the gay marriage was reversed in California um at a time, right? And they had to vote for it, right? Forgot what was what was called Proposition 54. I don't remember what Proposition was called. And they looked at it. There was mostly blacks and Hispanics who did that, right? And so we're not even I'm not even counting Muslims. So literally in the coalition, you may have people who may not and again, I'm not saying this is right. This is my this is this is the point I'm bringing. You might have people in the coalition on the left who may not think what Joe Rogan said was bad. Yet, when people are critiquing it, they're going at it like the whole coalition agrees. And because the left coalition is wider than the right coalition, the left is really controlled by white liberals, right? They use all other groups in the coastal areas, right? They use the other groups you know, for, for population, for numbers, for votes. But in terms of who's running the left, but the political left, not the real left, the political left is the coastal white liberals who also intertwine with the media and the more affluent members of society. They don't really care about black people. They don't really care about minorities. They don't really care about gay people. And I'm not saying this to say that, to, that there is no white liberals who do. I'm talking about affluent. Like I'm not talking about or, white liberals have been Let's be honest. White liberals have been allies of everyone I just said. Just like we, we could even get certain things in civil rights if it wasn't for white liberals. But I'm talking about the affluent coastal elites, right? Who pretend to be liberal. That's what I should say. Who pretend to be liberal, right? They are making a big deal about Joe Rogan. But it's not because they care about trans people. They don't care about trans people. It fits their agenda. But the problem is they don't understand... That when you want to beat the right, like if you look at the who the right coalition is, right? Conservative groups, evangelists, they're kind of more military, you know, people who are usually in the military. Also have, I mean, you have people in the coastal, you, you, you have business interests as well in the coastal areas too. Like there's Wall Street people who, see the Wall Street guys, people on Wall Street, they tend to go either way. I mean... You know, like that can the financial part. See, the financial part of the Republicans or the right is much harder to quantify because they're kind of neutral. They just they play both sides, but there is no question that the right has less taxes, less government oversight. So there's definitely gonna be elements of the elites who go on the right, but it's not for the same reason. That the evangelists, the military-centered people, and you know, such groups like that go into right. You know, you conservatives, you might have extremists. You know, let's be real. Sometimes racists, extremists as well. Right? They all have their own reasons for doing it. But in the end of the day, it's more. I always give this example. It's easier in the right to come to a common ground. Like meaning, if I want less government. Whether I'm a conservative who's who a fiscal conservative person or an extremist racist, who they want less government too, or an evangelist who wants less government because they perceive the government as interfering, inter, interfering with their religious rights, that's more common ground though. That's more that's something that's easier. Or or a gun advocate, right? You're a gun advocate and you don't want the government, you wanna be able to because a lot of the 
the, like what the liberals don't understand from the coastal areas, a lot of gun culture. Yes, I'm not going to talk about the beginning, right? Not the beginning of time, but like currently. Because in the rural, in middle America, especially in the rural areas, you don't have police force like that. You got to take care of yourself, right? For the most part. You call the cops, they might come an hour later. You, you got a problem, you can't depend on just the cops coming. So when you look at it from that point of view, you got to understand that a large part of all this is, you know, if you're a gun advocate, you probably want less government, less government interference too. So you don't want the government to expand. So when you look at it from that point of view, the right has a coalition that has more in common because than the left. So when you, it's easier at times to mobilize the right into voting the way you want to than it is the left. And a lot of times for the left, because the left, and this is my, I've had this theory for a long time. As much as people think, as much as people think that people hate Donald Trump, I think the Democrats, I think people hate the Democrats just as much as they hate Trump. And a lot of Trump's victory was because people hated Democrats. The Democrats can make up all kinds of stories about racism and reasons why that Trump won. But like if Hillary would have campaigned in places where Barack Obama would have won, Hillary would have Hillary would be president right now. So half the people who if you were racist and you backed Trump because you were racist, you would have backed him anyway. Right? He won because of inc- two things. The Democrats underestimate how much people hate him and incompetency. So when, we, when you look at Bernie Sanders, Bernie Sanders is crazy popular. Bernie Sanders is technically independent. Let's, let's keep it 100. Right? The Democrats themselves, and if you could say, well, you're proud of somebody voting for you because they don't like Trump, that doesn't mean they love you. And I just think that there's a reason why the Democrats are hated because they don't really, they don't really, they don't really stand up for any, I mean, if I'm a Democrat, the group that's probably the one that's, that's getting their interest met is the affluent white liberal. We're being honest. Again, people, listen to this podcast. I'm not saying white liberals. I said affluent. Affluent. Rich white liberals. Rich white liberals who are pretending, who use progressivism as their own means, but they really what's called neoliberal. Those are the people who probably get their needs met by the Democratic Party. Everybody else in that coalition doesn't. You Native Americans... Hispanics. I mean, look, we, we can talk all this stuff about Donald Trump putting immigrants in, in, in cages. Barack Obama was nicknamed deporter in chief. He, he deported more immigrants than anybody. These groups that we're talking about are not getting their, they're not getting their um, needs met. Be honest. They're not. Right. And in the end, that's part of the reason why, because I'm, look, I'm not. Republican Party got their own problems. The right has serious problems. The right, you know, half the people in middle America who vote for the right, like, as much as I'm talking about the Democratic, the Democratic coalition not having that much in common, trust me, a guy in Wall Street has, doesn't have that much in common, in common with a farmer in Indiana. I'll be honest with you. The farmer in Indiana may not want the government to be too big because he usually taking care of himself. He's into state rights. He's into his community. The freaking... Wall Street banker wants the government to not to be too big. He don't want to be regulation. He wants to pimp. He wants to <laughs> he wants to bleed bleed the system. 
Right? And when he leads the system, when he takes from the system, the farmer in Indiana gets hurt. And the farmer in Indiana thinks that the farmer in Indiana is voting for somebody, voting for a party that cares more about the guy in Wall Street than, than they do about the farmer in Indiana or the coal miner in Michigan. That's just real talk. So don't ever make, don't ever think that I'm saying the Republican coalition is, is great. It's just that it functions more cohesively than the Democratic coalition. That's the difference, in my opinion, right? And so when you look at what they're attacking Bernie Sanders with, with his Joe Rogan stuff, it just shows me that they're going to have some serious problems beating Trump when it comes down to it. And when I look at it, I mean, you could look at it and just say, whoa, it's, it's going to be a problem because I think, when, I think what it comes down to at the end of the day is we don't, there's no real clear solutions to any of this stuff, right? And when I say there's no clear solutions to any of this stuff, it's just more, there's no clear solutions to the fact that, look, man, both the both these parties are running the country to the ground, but at the same time, in order to in order to move forward, you need you need a plan how to move forward, right? No one really has no one on each side has a plan to move forward, and I think on the Democratic side, I do think though, I do think if I'm being honest, true change will come from the left. If I'm being honest, I think this is a time when, because conservatism and progressivism are twins, right? There's a time you must be progressive, and there's a time you must be conservative. And I still think we conservatism has 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 things that we need, in a way. You'd be stupid to think you don't. But we're in a time of, of, of climate change. We're in a time of rising viruses. We're in a time of just uncertainty, economic uncertainty. And I think people just saying, well, we're going to be conservative about this and just want things to either slowly change or not change at all. That's probably not going to be the way to, <laughs> the way to make it to the next stage of human civilization. I don't think that is. But at the same time, it's hard because this is why, I, like, this is why, even though I'm in the center, it seems like I spend more time criticizing the left. No, the reason why I spend more time criticizing the left is because I have more faith in the left. That's the thing you realize. I actually, ha- I don't have faith in the right. I do think you need both, but right now, progressivism will be what eventually helps us, right, as a civilization. But right now, progressivism is sick. Progressivism right now has forgotten, like progressives have forgotten that we are one world. We're definitely one country. And you don't have all the answers. There's a lot of things from the there's a lot of things from the conservative side that can help us. There's a lot of things from the conservative side if you look at it and, and you and you kind of fuse it with certain ideals of progressivism, you you know it's gonna be in the center, of course, but will probably benefit the country. And if the country benefits, if America benefits, America's most powerful, influential country, empire, whoever exists. Don't ever get that confused. The Caesars of Rome, the Khans of Mongolia, the pharaohs of Egypt never had this influence. Don't ever get that twisted. America's the most powerful, richest, and most influential empire to ever exist. 
And because of that, it's just, we have responsibilities. And I think that at the end of the day, the responsibility we have as a fellow Americans is unity. And in order to unify, though, we have to admit the wrongs of the past. So conservatives don't want to admit the wrongs of the past. Right? I do admit that. And then progressives complain about the wrongs of the past, and they go to other countries as shining examples. And I know other countries might have elements, might have aspects or things they do that we can use in, in, in this country and, and kind of copy but at the end of the day, don't ever take away from the fact that America is the most unique, powerful, influential empire that ever exists. And it probably will be to, to ever exist because I think at the end of the day, human civilization will probably go into a globalized, if the world doesn't end, it will probably go into a globalized setup where we, be, we can become more one nation, in a sense. So when, when you look back at this time, if you talk about individual nations or individual empires... There's not going to be anyone more influential than America. So we could fight like, as Martin Luther King would say, we could fight like fools or come together like brothers. And if we come together like brothers, progressives and conservatives have to find common ground. And so do I, do I think that progressives, progressives will, the side that would cause the greatest change will come from the left side. I think the left has to be healed. The left side right now is also a side that's the sickest. Conservatives... Like I said, conservatism is just as needed as progressivism. It just deals with cycles. There comes a time where you have to slow down, don't expand, kind of know where you are. And there's other times where you got to expand. You got to make big change. And I think this is it. But at the same time, the, the left in our country is the one that has more chaos than the right at this moment. And because of that, you, we have to be very cautious with this wave that's going on in the left right now of like I think I've always said Tulsi Gabbard and, 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 and Andrew Yang are my picks. If I had to pick it would be Tulsi Gabbard and Andrew Yang. Those would be the pick those would be the leaders that I will look and say can lead us to the next level. Right? A regular person looking at that will say they're not like a regular person on the left, I've heard it plenty of times. They will say Yang and Tulsi are not progressive enough. That's insane. But that's something that's happening. And that's something that those of us on the left, or those people on the left, because I'm in the center, but those people on the left have to look at it and clean their house up. And until that happens, yeah, the regular American is just going to be uncomfortable with certain things coming from the left because most things coming from the left, like if the left would, would be honest with themselves, they would realize that most ideas coming from the left is totally dismissing the good ideas of the right. Totally dismissing it, Right? Toy dismissing, look, capitalism had problems. But don't just tell us, so don't say capitalism is the devil. Capitalism, America wouldn't have got where it was for capitalism. It just became corrupt. It became more crony capitalism. It became less about small businesses and, and the middle class and took big corporations. You know, you could want the government to expand, but at this point, government and corporation is almost the same. That's why this, this whole capitalist versus socialist argument is not really... It's sort of, I don't want to say a corrupt argument, but an insincere argument because at this point, the lines are so blurred, you can't, you could barely tell who's who anymore, honestly. So if I'm Bernie Sanders, I take Joe, Joe I was about to say Joe Biden, Joe Rogan's endorsement, and I, I hold it up like a badge of honor. And if you don't know, if you're listening to this ramble 
And you're probably on the left. I must admit, most of my listeners are on the left without question, like not even close. Understand, when you deal with people like Joe Rogan, people like Joe Rogan remind me a lot about people like Andrew Yang, Tulsi Gabbard. Andrew Yang and Tulsi Gabbard have such a following because they understand people. They understand people. Even Bernie Sanders. I, I get Bernie this. I get Bernie. I mean, he's a little bit different, but it's similar. They understand people. And when you go and talk to people, like if you if you on the left and you think America is the most racist country, if you think America is a, is a colonialist country, if you think all this other type of stuff, when you go and go to different parts of America, you go in the rural areas, you go in middle America. I, I do all the time. I mean, I'm in... I'm shoot. I go to middle. I mean, I'm in. I'm in Kentucky and Ohio like every four or five weeks. And I live in the coast. You you go to middle America. You talk to people. You see a completely different. You get a completely different perspective than when you just look at it from your your nice cushy seats in the coastal areas and you just say, "Oh yeah, America is racist," and I I I want to be like Europe. I love Europe. I love Europe. <laughs> no question. But when you go. What Andrew Yang has done, what Tulsi Gabbard has done, they have they have walked with the people, and walked with for them, like you know, from a from a mindset of, let me hear your problems, not I think I know what you want, what you need, you need, you need Medicare for all, right? Maybe you do, but let me listen to you, let me understand your lifestyle, let me understand your your dreams, let me understand your fears before we go into all that. And people like Joe Rogan. Understand that. That's why he seems to be centered. Now he's you know somebody from the right comes in, he he get them a platform, he gets somebody from the left a platform because he understands you gotta listen. And when you listen and you put your your boots in the ground, you get a different perspective. So you left this shaming Bernie Sanders for being proud of a Joe Joe Rogan endorsement. Shame on you. Much respect to Bernie. Much respect to Joe Rogan. Cyrus King with a political ramble. Till next time, peace.